Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. You should all be thankful this man is not a Supreme Court justice. That he is not sitting for life on the Supreme Court. He's now, and we're going to get into some of the Senate clips, but yesterday, Representative Greg Stubbe from Florida, who's also an attorney, actually fellow University of Florida graduate, was questioning the Attorney General about the, well, I guess, extremist insurrection at the Department of the Interior. Where left-wing environmental extremists, let's see, they assaulted cops, they breached the building, they did damage. Did you see this on the news? Did you see this insurrection? This extremist insurrection? Or is only an extre- is it only an extremist insurrection if you could claim that the people involved with very little to go on. I saw a guy with a Confederate flag, a white supremacist, white nationalist insurrection. If an insurrection is defined by a use of violence to prevent the government from carrying out its business, it's almost like we don't even know what an insurrection is. Now, on a normal day, we might say, look, these are just a bunch of kook, left-wing, you know, tree-hugging, tree-hugging, uh, you know, nutcases getting in there. They should be arrested, charged, and let's move on with our lives. But since the Democrats have decided the only day worth mentioning, past decade, is January 6th, we have to know that the Attorney General plans on prosecuting people equally under the law. Here is Representative Greg Stubbe asking Merrick Garland about this storming of the Department of the Interior. Play cut four. Just last week on October 14th, a group of extremist environmental and indigenous protesters forced their way into the Department of Interior. They fought with and injured security and police officers, sending some of those officers to the hospital. The extremists violently pushed their way into a restricted government building in an attempt to thwart the work of the Department of Interior. Police arrested at least 55 protesters on site, but others got away. Mr. Garland, do you believe that these environmental extremists who forced their way into the Department of Interior are also domestic terrorists? Uh, So uh, I'm not going to be able to reference that specific incident since this is the first I know about it, but I will say that the department does not care. So this is the first that you know about an incident where indi- protesters forced themselves into a federal government building right here in D.C. Like you didn't hear about this at all. This particular example, it doesn't mean the Justice Department doesn't know about it, but I personally haven't heard about it before what you're saying right now. My God, does he not sound like the emperor from the Star Wars? Does he not sound like Palpatine? I am not aware of any breaching of the Department of the Interior. You will not reference this again, Representative Stubbe. There was no breaching of the Department of the Interior. Darth Sidious. So let me get this straight. The Attorney General of the United States, who lives and works in Washington, D.C., had not at all, had heard nothing about the breaching of the Department. 1014! 
1014. We have to remember 1014. We need congressional hearings. Were any Democrats involved in 1014? Leftist environmentalists? Were any of them involved in 1014? We have to know. There has to be a, there has to be a, get Jamie Raskin. Get Adam Schiff. Get Gerald Nadler. Do we have to know if there was an insurrection at the Department of the Interior? He didn't know. Now, of course, he does know. But see, the media didn't pick up on it. There's no 1014. There's no 1014. The media breezed right over this. Uh, Andrew, no police officers were, like, killed. Is that, is that the standard now? Because during the BLM riots, we saw police officers get killed. Is that the standard now? Play the second. Well, let, me, let me set this up. So, Stubby explains, tells the whole story. In the first part, before the first part of this clip, he goes through an entire laundry list of what took place on that day. Only to have Merrick Garland say he doesn't know anything. So Stubby gives him a second crack at this and brings out these blown up photographs of both January 6th and 1014. Play cut five. All right, I'll make it a little clearer for you. And we're all, most of us are lawyers here, so we use evidence in court. So you got two pictures here. One picture is from January 6th of individuals forcing themselves into the Capitol. This other picture is extremists forcing themselves into the Interior Department. So looking at these pictures, and I know you say you're not aware of this, which blows my mind that you're not aware of uh, violent extremists forcing their way into a department right here in Washington, D.C., into a federal building. But just with these evidence, with these two pictures that you see here of people forcing themselves into a federal building, would you call both of, both of these acts domestic terrorism? Look, I'm not going to comment about particular matters. Um, it, this is a matter that... I'm not asking you to, to, to you comment are, on you. a particular... I'm asking you to comment on these two photos. You have two pictures of individuals forcing themselves into a government building right here in Washington, D.C., and one, you very, as I laid out, very welcomely call them domestic terrorists, but you're refusing to call groups like this who commit the same atrocities here in Washington, D.C., domestic terrorists. One I know the facts of, the other I don't know the facts of. I don't know the facts of this. You will stop mentioning it. Well, Andrew, they weren't trying to stop the election results. No, let me read to you the relevant U.S. code. 18 code, 18 U.S. 2383. Whoever incites, sets on foot, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof or give aid or comfort thereto shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. Any mention of a election there? Is there anything of any mention of, of, of election? It's not limited to any attempt to stop the electoral count. Although that, in the end, that is symbolic. Joe Biden was going to be inaugurated. The QAnon shaman 
the guy with the Confederate flag, the other person with their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, people standing at the lectern, they were not going to constitute the government. They were not pulling the sword from the stone, if you will. It's not like if you grab the decoder ring, you take over the nation's military and intelligence services. But he makes a point there. If according to the relevant U.S. code, this is about violence that relates to the operation of the government, well, then these people ought to be put in jail for what? Not more than 10 years and incapable of holding any office under the United States. Now, it's amazing. The head of the Department of Interior was allegedly part of a plot to be involved in tree spiking. Now, that's not insurrection or rebellion. It's not good, but it's not insurrection or rebellion. But it it seems like having people with violent or criminal backgrounds are not a problem for the left so long as they are doing the bidding. Now, let's continue. Here's Chuck Grassley asking a question. To the Attorney General, play cut five. These are then assessed and they are only pursued if consistent with the First Amendment. We have a true threat that violates federal statutes or that needs to be referred to state or local government, uh, federal agency, uh, local uh, law enforcement agency for their assistance. On the other hand, Are there criminal investigations being opened for instances where school officials are trying to assess private data of parents with opposing views on critical race theory? I don't know about that, but uh, uh, the Justice Department certainly does not believe that anybody's uh, personal information should be accessed in that way. Um, If there's a federal offense involved or a state or local offense involved, then of course those should be reported. To the FBI, state and local police can't handle rowdy parents in the suburbs. Amber Athey at the American Spectator has a great piece describing what it is the Loudoun County School Board has been doing since sending that letter. Or excuse me, the, uh, what is it, the National Association of School Boards. They've been imposing social distancing and seating ensuring that only a handful of parents can get involved in at least witnessing school board meetings. They are demanding that people sign non-disclosure agreements before viewing any course materials. They are making sure that it's near impossible for people to get into these meetings. So far, it seems that only 120 people were able to sign up to speak at the most recent meeting. And many of them had to wait outside for quite some time because they don't want people involved. Remember, Terry McAuliffe said, parents have no right to be involved in education. Headline the New York Post, National School Board Association disavows letter that led to FBI crackdown. Interesting. The National School Board Association Board of Directors Friday repudiated a letter its two big its two top officials sent to President Biden, which precipitated Attorney General Merrick Garland's order that the FBI investigate complaints of threats to school officials from parents. In a message to NSBA members, 
The board said we regret and apologize for the letter, which was sent September 29th and co-signed by Association CEO Chip Slavin and President Viola Garcia. To be clear, the school, the safety of school board members, other public school officials and students is our top priority and there remains important work to be done on the issue, the school board wrote. However, there was no justification for some of the language included in the letter. Have the investigation stopped? Has the FBI been told to stand down? Has Merrick Garland said to the agents of the FBI investigating this, hold on a second, hold on a second. This was just a, a, a little exaggeration here. We don't need to be sending the feds to people's homes to gather information if they speak out at school board meetings. I have not seen anything to that. I have read to you the press release that still is available at the Department of Justice website encouraging people to call the FBI because of this letter, which the letter is referenced in the press release. Lindsey Graham, next, cut seven. So you would tell them not to come? It depends on why they are coming. Well, if they're coming to make asylum claims, what would you tell them? Well, um, like the Department of Homeland Security is the agency that's responsible for border control. Right. Right. I I get that. But you're the Attorney General of the United States. Do you think our asylum laws are being abused? The asylum laws are statutes passed by the Congress. Do you think they're being abused? I think this is a, uh, uh, that question is one that has to be evaluated on a, a one-by-one basis in each. Uh, Have you talked to the board? When's the last time you've been to the border? I think a week ago, maybe 10 days ago. Did they tell you anything about asylum claims being made by people that are mostly economic claims, not, not asylum claims? Did they mention that to you? I think it's fair. I don't recall exactly. I think it's fair. You don't recall being told by the Border Patrol that they're overwhelmed, they can't hold the line much anymore, that we've had 1.7 million people apprehended, and the big magnet, the pull factor, is the way the catch and release program around asylum, that didn't stick out to you? That was not a discussion that I had when I was... Who did you talk to? All right, so Merrick Garland doesn't know anything about October 14th. He doesn't know anything about the border. Nobody's telling him nothing. Um, we're too busy uh, sending our agents to people's homes. Is it? I, I've been pointing this out for quite some time, and I don't know when this is going to dawn. Dawn on people who may only start paying attention to what this government is doing if the Thanksgiving turkey costs three times as much or the shelves are bare for Christmas, we are increasing the turning inward, the projecting inward of the power of the federal government, law enforcement, intelligence, etc. I have pointed this out in a republic, in a constitutional republic, what we used to call a liberal democracy, which we're nowhere, nowhere near that. People, you know, the, the, the phrase liberal democracy and liberal Democrat is, is debauched. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean anything anymore. A liberal democracy by its definition was where liberty, limited government, was the order. And the democratic process was used to select leaders. Liberal democracy and constitutional republic are very similar in nature. 
But in a liberal democracy or a constitutional republic, the, you read the read our constitution. The power of the central government was to be projected outward, not inward. That's why we have a thing called the Tenth Amendment. States were to handle domestic issues. Now we see the power of the federal government, its apparatus, is now being turned inward on the citizen, much like a socialist dictatorship. Garland's not interested in what's going on in the border, prosecuting cases. The Democrats will tell you that everybody has a human right, an inalienable right to file an asylum claim. Just don't, just don't assert the Bill of Rights as inalienable. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. Tom Cotton, and I have the audio. Tom Cotton said right to his face, thank God you're not on the Supreme Court. And I agree. You can join me live on the Wilcow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.